Hello, welcome to another episode of Davy B's Hit Song Vault. My name is John David Birdall, and do we have a spooky, spooky episode for listeners today, don't we, Dan? Very, very spooky. Oh, yes. (laughs) 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 Yes, yes, for the Halloween season, we're going to be recording an episode here about uh, spooky songs, right? Or supernatural songs, and I don't know about scary songs. I don't know. It's Maybe it's in the ear of the beholder. Yeah, I guess so. In the ear of the beholder. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. I thought it was a good line. Yes, I think that's the first time I've heard that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, and so we're going to be talking about Stevie Wonder, uh, Classics 4, Right? Bobby Boris Pickett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so many more. So many more artists. So before we do that, oh, and we do have a trivia question. Oh, good. Two. Good. Yes, but before that, do allow me to say the Davy B's hit Song Vault is a 30-minute comedic and encyclopedic conversation about the music of our lives with Davy B and his son, John David. During each episode of the podcast, these two hosts will discuss and will play excerpts of 10 audio tracks within a specific theme or within a specific subject for your listening pleasure and total, total edification together. Davy B and John David do have a combined 70 years of songwriting and song performance and recording and music production experience between them. And thank you very, very much. Much to Prairie Public, our local PBS station, for supporting my father and me and this podcast. We could not do it without you. So, the uh, trivia question that we've got. Oh, do we have a trivia question this week? Yes, yes, we well, do. Well, will wonders never cease? Uh, no, no, not at all. Not ever. No way. No how. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Especially during the spooky, right? The spooky So, what did your mind episode. come up with? Oh, okay. Ghostbusters sounded too much like another song. Oh, really? Yep. And Ray Parker Jr. got in trouble. He got in trouble for Mm. it. Okay. So the question is, what song was it? Right? What other 80s hit? Just for a sort of hint there, and I'll give you another one. All right. What other 80s hit was it that Ghostbusters sounded too much like? Hint, the news had something to say about it. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That that strikes me as being a bit sneaky. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll answer that at the end of the episode. Sounds good. Okay, so the first song on the list is by Classics 4, right? Love the Classics Mm 4. They were a group that uh, escaped, shall we say, from (laughs) Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, and... uh, the lead singer, Dennis Yost, mm-hmm. uh, had a oh, very, very, should we say, mellow, but still a rock-sounding voice. Yeah, Dennis Yost, to me, had this sort of roughness, this gruffness, uh-huh. you know, and it wasn't like, and the warmth at the same time. There you go. You know? Yeah. So it was warm, it was full, but also it was kind of gravelly. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. Like the texture of his voice. You put it very succinctly. Well, thank you so much, you know? Hopefully that what prevents <laughs> that postpones right postpones the execution <laughs> right, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> for a little while. So without further ado, let us listen to the song "Spooky" by the Classics Four. Just like a ghost, you've been haunting my dreams, so I propose on Halloween. Love is kind of crazy with a spooky little girl like you. Spooky, spooky, oh, 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 o
know if you knew it, John, but the hmm. Classics Four broke up. Oh, no. And three of the members of the Classics Four joined the Atlanta Rhythm Section. Oh, okay. And the Atlanta Rhythm Section redid Spooky. Yes, that would explain why I heard it by that band. Yes. <laughs> but that's Spooky. Yes, it, yep. yeah, and it was Spooky. There were some great sound effects in there, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Yeah, there's that going on. You know, I was thinking about a black cat while that was going on. That'd be fitting. Yes, I think so. Oh, okay. So speaking of um, perhaps something that may be, what, a sort of superstition or something like that? Yes. That's the next song on the list by oh, Stevie really? Wonder. Yes, Superstition. <sighs> superstition, that's a great song. Oh, yes. Yes, that clavinet in there. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just funky? And Stevie played, what were you telling me? Oh, yeah, he played um, the drums right. on it, and he played... Uh, clavinet? Gosh, I, I sort of said, yeah, yeah, the Honer clavinet, right. the mm -hmm. drums, and the Moog bass. Wow. Yeah, and so basically he's kind of playing the entire song <laughs> <laughs> and singing it, Yes, you know, which is, I mean, kudos to him, or I mean, I, I'll, I'll just say God bless him, you know, just showcasing, I guess, offering that much talent right. to people, mm -hmm. you know? Isn't that incredible? And as one may guess, this song is about superstitions. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. And bad omens or things that are bad luck, right? Or not really, very lucky at all. Really bad luck. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like walking under a ladder, mm -hmm. breaking a mirror. Black cats. Yeah, black cats. Mm -hmm. um, the number 13. Right. Right. 13 month old baby sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, broke the looking glass, yes. he says in the song. Right. Yes. Yes. And so. Let's showcase that drive, and all of the good stuff that Stevie Wonder did. Yes. With the song called Superstition. Superstition ain't the way, right? It says it right in the song. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Yes. And so that song apparently was uh, Stevie Wonder's second number one hit. And I think, Dad, you were telling me that what one that did come later was... You um, are the sunshine yeah, you are the sunshine life. of my yes. life. Yeah, and I wonder how I did... I, I didn't... Um, what... Um, I just called to say I love you. You know, that one. I wonder if that was a number one, too. You know, I don't know. Uh, man, I suppose that could be looked up or something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. And also, Superstition got uh, Stevie Wonder, I suppose, a share of the rock and roll sort of crowd or audience. He had been opening for the Rolling Stones for a while. But yeah, this song, you know, solidified, right, his rock sort of presence. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yes, it When did. this song was played i mean it was like instantaneous get up and dance mm -hmm. yep yep you just had to and so i guess <laughs> along those lines concerning dance songs yes yes the next song on the list is monster mash and we wonder where mash came from well yeah 
Yeah, why Monster Mash yeah. and not Monster Boogie and not Monster <laughs> Twist or <laughs> sure. something like monster that? Monster Fox Trot and Monster <laughs> whatever, you know? Yes, that's certainly the case. But the Monster Mash was uh, a concoction of Bobby Boris Pickett, who, uh, and starting his career as an actor, decided that maybe we should try something along the recording mm-hmm. vein. And he got uh, involved with guys like uh, Gary Paxton mm-hmm. of the Hollywood Argyles and uh, this old one of Ronnie and the Daytona's members was in the group. They called themselves the Crips Kickers. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead sure. and kick that Crips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, I remember when Monster Mash came out, it was such a neat novelty song uh-huh. that uh, – the phone banks <laughs> literally lit up okay. in big radio stations saying, what is that wonderful <laughs> novelty song you're playing? Is that actually Boris Karloff? Yeah. Right? I imagine that was probably one of the questions. Oh, yes. You know? Yes, because he sounded exactly like Boris Karloff. Well, yeah. And then he says in there, right? Um Tell them Boris sent you. (laughs) (laughs) I was working in In the the lab lab late one night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Here we're about to perform the song. How about we just play it? That's a good idea. Okay. Okay. So this is Monster Mash by Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crip Kickers. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the mash he did the monster mash the monster mash it was a graveyard smash he did the mash it caught on in a flash he did the mash he did the monster mash from my lab that is the most popular novelty song of all time of all time yep mm-hmm. and that totally makes sense Okay, the next song on the list sort of doesn't make sense. Not for this artist, right? And the artist is Cliff Richard, and the song is Devil Woman. Cliff Richard. Oh, excuse me. No, go ahead. I didn't mean to step on your tongue. Cliff Richard was, to me, the English Elvis Presley. Mm -hmm. I mean, this man had so many hits in England. Um. Over 80 mm-hmm. charted hits, John. And he had so many number ones. Yeah. You couldn't hardly count them. And he made movies. Mm-hmm. He had a great backup band yep. called The Shadows. Yeah. And uh, they toured all over. And Cliff Richard, to me, was the entertainer's entertainer. Mm-hmm. Love Cliff Richard. Well, yes. And love. I, I do love what he stands for. Yes. Two, you know, about faith. Yeah. And about inspiration. Right. You know, and about hope and positivity. You know, that's probably why he's been so popular. Oh, you know, undoubtedly. Yeah. You know, but then here comes Devil Woman, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so uncharacteristic. Well, don't you think it was because of the time that it was recorded in? Uh-huh. And I mean the fact that there were so many supernatural oh, movies. Oh, yeah, and, horror and, films yeah. like um, uh, Carrie. Right. right. And mm-hmm. uh, gosh, so many more. The Exorcist, wasn't that the biggest one? Probably, then, yes. Rosemary's Baby yeah. was maybe another. You it know? was during that time frame uh-huh. that Cliff recorded this. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Great song. Great song. Yeah, I guess it fits the time, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. Yeah. Okay, shall we play it? Let's do it. Okay. So this is Devil Woman by Cliff Richard. We continue merrily along. Oh, yes, yes, if we can. Ooh, yes. In this dark and yes. foreboding place. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yes. Well, we, we've had Devil Woman. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go to a witchy woman. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's by big the band hit. Eagles. Big hit mm-hmm. by the Eagles. Yes. Yes, yes John. You mm-hmm. got it. <laughs> yes, and it was it was co-written. Well, I guess Bernie Leadon, right? Uh, guitarist for the Eagles, had had this song when he was in another band. He started working on it in another band. Uh, Flying Burrito Brothers? Yes, Mm -hmm. the Flying Burrito Brothers. Right. And then he brought it to Don Henley, and those two finished it, and turned it into this, like, whoa, I suppose wicked sort of song, Mm -hmm. with so many types of inspiration, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Women that they knew, okay, themselves, Bernie Leighton and Don Henley. Uh, books that they had read, Don Henley, uh, uh, I guess some prose that uh-huh. Henley had read. Um, and then some history too, you know, like what F. Scott Fitzgerald is in there. Or I guess F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife, oh, <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> is a part of that, uh-huh. you know, and all of that just came together into this really, you know, kind of unsettling, you know, but really, really cool song, you know, and how it begins with that minor sort of beginning that it's got, you know, the bum, 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 mm-hmm. you know? Yep. It hooks you right there. Right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what? Don Henley had talked about uh, one of the girls uh, who had formed that witchy woman composite was a roommate of a girl Don Henley had been dating in the early 70s who okay. practiced white witchcraft. Uh-oh. Oh, Uh-oh. Dabbling, dabbling in the paranormal with good intentions. Oh, no. Uh, and he had thought that was charming and seductive. No. And he ended up dating, I suppose, what, um, the most famous white witch <laughs> of that time. Who was that? Stevie Nicks. Oh, Stevie Nicks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so the woman in the song is not supposed to be too devilish, but more of a seductress. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. So shall we play the song? Let us do it. Okie dokie. So this is Witchy Woman by the Eagles. Listening to those voices just blend like that. It keeps you listening. Right. You know, ooh, witchy woman. Yeah. Really, really swell. That's really great for them. Okay, so that was Witchy Woman by the Eagles. And now we move on <laughs> to Screaming Jay Hawkins. Oh, no. <laughs> Good heavens. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
and his song, I Put a Spell on You. Okay? The song that pretty much created his onstage persona, right? Coming out of a flaming coffin with a skull on a stick named Henry. <laughs> <laughs> well, wonders never cease. Oh, gosh. You know, the. <laughs> right? I put a spell on you. <laughs> <laughs> because you're mine. mine. <laughs> yeah. And it's so intense, you know? And I don't know if our listeners know this, okay? But mm-hmm. this song was supposed to be a really refined and fine sort of blues ballad. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah. then the producer of the song brought in ribs and probably, you know, something with alcohol in it and got everyone drunk. <laughs> 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 and that this is the recording we listen to now is what they ended up with. Right. Oh, and then what? Uh, the the grunts, right? The grunts and the groans in the song got it banned on most radio stations. Why was that? <laughs> oh, because it had this kind of sort of forbidden sound. Oh, okay. You know, that mm-hmm. it sounds like something else is going on. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess to other listeners, it sounded that way. I bet that's why... It got so many requests. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's forbidden. Yep. Right. Okay, shall we play the song? Let's do it. Okay, so this is I Put a Spell on You by Screamin' Jay Hawkins. I put a spell on you. Because of mine. Stop the things you do <laughs> What's up? I Oh, what an eerie character. <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh. Definitely. Oh, all of that, you know, all of that coming from the diaphragm there. That <laughs> <laughs> I ain't lying, you know. I ain't lying. Oh, whoa. Kind of shocking, yeah. isn't it? It is. It yep. really is. So I was screaming Jay Hawkins with I Put a Spell on You. I need something a little lighter. I don't know about oh, you. really? But, uh, if only I had something that was, you know, familiar, something that was, you know, uh, something like that old black magic. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like Louis Prima and Keely Smith. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I guess I could say, John, that they were... The Las Vegas Lounge Act Extraordinaire. Oh, yes. Because uh, Prima was having trouble getting booked. Oh, okay. And uh, he married Keely Smith, a great mm-hmm. singer, a half Cherokee, beautiful mm-hmm. woman. Yep. And uh, they came with Sam Butera and the Witnesses, Ooh. which was the band that he had nice. uh, backing them, and uh, went into the lounge and they just tore the place apart with great music, <laughs> packed standing room crowds. Sure. And uh, it was just uh, a marriage made in heaven. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In one way and in another way, right? Right. You know? Yeah, him being married. Yes. To Keely Smith, right? Prima yeah. and Smith marrying. Right. But also, yes, you know, going from big bands, because they were going out of style. Is that the way to put it? You know, yeah. at that time, they were yeah. kind of going out of style. And so he needed to find something new, and he did. You know, and he brought back something old because, like that old Black Magic, that was a Johnny Mercer tune, wasn't it? Yes, Glenn, way back when. Yeah, yeah. Glenn Miller. Mm-hmm. You know, was pretty. I don't know, um, uh, interested in it or right. something like that. You know, or it caught his attention. It caught his attention. Um, and so, yeah, when Louis Prima started performing this, 
like the older, I, I guess I'll say folks, okay, right, in the audience really got into it because it's like, hey, again, it's something familiar. It's hey, that it's old, an old standard, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And then the kids, right, the teenagers were like, hey, you know, this is cooking. Yeah, this is hot. This you know? is hot. I can dig it. <laughs> Shall we play it? Let's do it. Here's okay. Louis Prima, Keely Smith, Sam Butera, and the witnesses throwing in for good measure. And that old black magic. You're the lover I've waited for. You're the mate that fate could be created for. And every time you're listening, baby, down and down I go. Round and round I go. In a spin, loving a spin I'm in. Under the old black magic call the old black magic call of Louis Prima, Keely Smith, Sam Butera, and the witnesses. What a lounge act they were, Johnny. I'll tell you, they were just something else. Baby! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. It's got that energy, you know? Yep. It's got the magic it needs. It sure does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really engrossing. That's Time what, for us oh. to uh, perhaps engross ourselves in a little, shall we say, heavy rock instrumental? Oh, sure. Yes. And the title. Itself is kind of gross, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. And I guess the reason they called it that was there was so much editing Mm -hmm. that Edgar Winter did on the song. And not like today where you can uh, take something and with digital, should we say, equipment. Oh, yeah. Manipulate it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that way. He he actually had to splice tape. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes, you know, and a lot of people, I guess a lot of musicians now, you know, or I guess of this era, maybe, mm-hmm. haven't right. had to do that oh, sort no. of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I got used to recording on audio cassette tapes, so I got used to analog, you right. know, and you did too, right. you know, recording in studios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Edgar Winter was working on this song, and there were just so many parts to it. There was so much going on in it, and so they had the body of the song, and the leg of the song, and the thigh of the song, and then I think it was the drummer, Chuck Ruff, who had said, man, it's like Frankenstein. <laughs> and then <laughs> Edgar Winter said, wow, that's it. That's the, the monster was born. The monster was born. Shall we play the song? Let's do it. Here's a great song done by the Edgar Winter group called Frankenstein. Tough, you know, cutting parts of this song together, you know, in that sort of like sewing together of the body of this song, you know, this Frankenstein. Right. Creature. Yeah, that must have been kind of like, where does this go? Where does that go? Oh, that sounds good. Oh, that sounds even better. Oh, that sounds better than that, you know? And so they came up with this. We'll this. stick this over here and we'll stick that over there and <laughs> sure. we'll glue this to that. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then we have a hit, you know, which is really, really swell. Right. Okay, so that was Frankenstein by the Edgar Winter Group. And now we move on to another, right, I suppose, famous movie monster, right? Instead of the Frankenstein monster, we're going on to Werewolves Mm. with Werewolves of London by Uh Warren Zevon. Yes. And yeah, he, before he, I suppose, had his solo career, he worked with some big names. 
Oh, he did. Some big talents. Well, he was like the uh, backup band leader for sure. the Everly Brothers. Wow. You know, yes. Don and Phil uh-huh. hired him to do that. Yeah. Uh, and one thing I thought was neat was, remember Linda Ronstadt's hit, Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me? Yes, I do. He wrote that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. And so, yeah, apparently he began writing this song at the behest of... Gosh, behest. That's the first time I think I've said that word in a while. That's a good word. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or request, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from Phil Everly. Phil Everly asked him, right, uh, to uh, write a song called Werewolves of London. And it's, gosh, it gets you. It gets you right at the beginning of the song, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. It's all werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's telling a story right away. Right away. You know, it's really great. Oh, boy. Shall we play the song? Let's play it. Okay, so this is Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fuchs Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein Yeah, that song, that chorus, you know, really lingers with people, you know. I, I do believe not a lot of them know perhaps the verses mm-hmm. of the song, Werewolves of London. Right. But once they hear the chorus, you know, Werewolves of London. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, it's that song. I know that song. And yeah, something that some people may not know about that song is that Mick Fleetwood is playing drums on there and John McVie is playing bass. You know, and sometimes people just sit in on things, don't they? They do. You know, or sometimes people are studio musicians and they work with other musicians, don't they? Very often. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like the next artist, right? And the last artist on the list. Right. Ray Parker Jr. This man was a par excellence session guitarist. Mm. And not many people know that about him. No. So before we get into talking about the last song, right? Right. I ought to answer the trivia question. Yes. Yes. So, Ray Parker Jr. wrote the theme to Ghostbusters. Correct. Yes. And it sounded so much like another 80s hit song. So, basically, it sounded too much like I Want a New Drug by Huey Lewis and the News. Oh. Yes. So, shall we play some of that song right now? That's a good idea. Okay. So, here's some of that song. I want a new drug. So that was I Want a New Drug by Huey Lewis and the News, and we're going to be playing an excerpt of Ghostbusters in a bit, and you're going to hear, yeah, they do sound pretty similar. Pretty similar. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so Huey and Ray settled out of court, all right, and agreed not to bring up, okay, what had been settled, okay? But Huey did bring it up, (laughs) and Uh then Ray Parker sued him. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So that's how that went. Poor guy. And so, oh, so uh, the the song Ghostbusters was nominated for an Oscar for best song from a movie. And it lost. It lost. Yes. To I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Stevie Wonder. Wonder. (laughs) (laughs) And we had been talking about that song at the beginning of the episode. Right. You know, so shall we play Ghostbusters? 
Let's do it. Okay, so this is Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. Ghostbusters! If there's something strange in your neighborhood, who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! If there's something weird and it don't look good, who you gonna call? Dad, I watched Ghostbusters so much when I was smaller. Mm-hmm. I know day. you did. Yes, <laughs> every day, every single day. And I heard this song every single day, you know, being a grade schooler. Woof. I remember yeah. keeping you and your brothers supplied with <laughs> Ghostbuster figures. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you for that. You know, and I, I did think I was a Ghostbuster because of that. Sure. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of us did, yep. you know, of that generation. But me specifically, I really thought I was supposed to bust ghosts. You know, and so that was the theme song for me, really. I remember the one that sticks in my mind mm-hmm. is that neat-looking ambulance that they drove oh, around. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's become really, really popular. Really. Yes. And so that was the episode then. That was the spooky episode. Yep. Yep, for the Halloween season. Right there. So if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, you can go to prairiepublic.org. That's prairiepublic.org. And you can search for Davy B's Hit Song Vault. That's prairiepublic.org. And do search for Davy B's Hit Song Vault. And you can listen to more episodes of this podcast there. Or you can go to your favorite podcast platform or favorite podcast provider and search for Davy B's Hit Song Vault. And you can listen to this show there. Oh, no. Oh, no, Dad. It's the spookiest thing of all. What's that, John? We've got to go. No, really? Yes, yes. and here I thought there'd be a thunderclap or something like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been great. Oh, yes, it has. Thank you so much for allowing me to join you. Thank you, Johnny. Yes, and thank you for listening. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's a cheater who 